What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. And thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, support for which is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. My name is Clive, and I am joined by my co-host as ever, Ricky. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening. How are you? I'm okay, sir. Thank you very much. And joining us tonight, all the way from the what kind? What, what's the nickname for the state? Sooner. The Sooner State. All, sir. The, all the way from the Sooner State, it's uh, the final wash himself, Caleb Baldwin, returning to the airways after not that long of a hiatus. Good evening or good afternoon, yeah. sir. Thank you. Uh, I have a, a critique with the voters on the NXT poll. Uh, I think I got one vote, and I'm a little pissed off still. So, uh, you uh, you uh, viewers who decided to send in your cards and you didn't vote for me, you can stick it, brother. <laughs> this was this was a very last minute thing getting Caleb on. I just happened to take Caleb like half an hour ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just been, like, yeah, and I just happened on. to like normally I don't get off this early, but they cut me a couple hours this week. So, any other day of the week, this wouldn't have happened. But I'm glad to be here, for sure. If you're a red-blooded male, it's never too early to get off. So remember that advice. (laughs) So we're going to take a break this week from the the sort of fantasy pay-per-view thing that we've been doing recently. Just some unforeseen circumstances meant we couldn't get round to doing the worst pay-per-view this week. So it's quite nice timing. It just turns out we've had one of the weekends, the big four weekends that WWE have had. And it's been a, a takeover and SummerSlam free for all the past couple of days, action packed. And the three of us here are going to. It's been a while since we've sort of delved into the current product and still not up to speed with everything that's going on. But in terms of SmackDown, um, in terms of SummerSlam and takeover, my eyes were glued and I thoroughly enjoyed the majority of both nights. There were some things that sort of. You would have seen a few Zeds floating above my head, but apart from that, it was fair going. Will we touch on some takeover first, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, Caleb, what were your overall thoughts? Um, On uh, takeover in general, not their best effort, but um, I, I have a personal bias in that um, I saw Killer Cross wrestle in 2015, and I immediately spotted, like, this guy's going to be something for sure. And um, sure enough, five years later, becomes NXT champion. So in that regard, I was happy to see him win the title. The match was not not what it could have been, but apparently he was a little dinged up. So uh, I can kind of see where the quality dip comes from. 
not a bad takeover, but not their best effort. I think it started well, um, sort of very well, but I would say it peaked. The Dakota Kai and Io Shirai match, I kind of just phased out, yes. zoned out of that one. I was like, right, okay, was this one finished? Right, fair enough. And the Keith Lee and Killian Cross, Killian Cross, Keith Lee <laughs> and <clears throat> Carrion Cross, um, it was all right. I was actually quite stunned with Carrion Cross winning the title, obviously with future events with Mr. Lee on Raw a couple of nights later. That was the kind of the plan. So surprised, and I'm wondering what's going to happen going forward with Cross separating his shoulder, I believe. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think I don't know if it was shoulder, but Triple H certainly did talk about the injury. Um, I, I can't remember what what he exactly said the injury was and how long he could possibly go for. Mm-hmm. My, my favourite match of that night was easily the ladder match. That's it's been a strange year for ladder matches. The one that the women had on an episode of any, I think when they did that takeover, the TV takeovers. A couple of months ago or so, it was they were all right, but the ladder match at WrestleMania, I thought that just that ladder matches are one of those things that really suffer without a crowd, and it just came across as all right, but nothing special. The last really really good one I'd seen was the UK Tag Titles one in January, and I was a wee bit sceptical of this one purely because of the inclusion of a certain alleged paedophile Velveteen Dream. I just thought this is going to be a stinker, but I was very well pleasantly surprised. I thought this was carnage. I think the the um, what would they call the pair the plexiglass that was mm-hmm. sort of used as a sort of furniture add-on. Ladders were getting launched off it, so it just made it a cacophony of noise. Felt claustrophobic because of the persplex. Per, I can't say that word. Perspex glass. And it's just, there were a couple of spells where it was just absolute chaos. Like, thoroughly enjoyable, organised chaos. I would I would agree with the assessments. Um, personally, I think Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher was the best match of the night. Um, and I suppose we'll touch on it later, but the Adam Cole and... Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Patrick uh, McAfee. Patrick, oh, Jesus, what's your name again? Punter. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, yes, Pat McAfee. That, like, was stunning, like, to see. Like, I don't think anyone yeah. expected that. No. Um, and I suppose we'll touch on when we get there. But, yeah, Finn Balor and um, Timothy Thatcher was was my favourite match of the night. I thought Thatcher would win. I was somewhat surprised that Finn did win. Um, I thought the finish would come after Finn missed um, Coup de Gras and he hurt his knee, and I thought... And you could kind of see, I don't know if you heard him, he was like, no, or whatever he shouted. And you were like, okay, this makes sense. Now you hurt yourself and we can go into a submission and we can end it. So I was quite surprised that Thatcher win, but that was that was definitely my favourite match of the night. Caleb? Caleb? We may have lost him. Oh, we've lost him. So we waited all this time. You to didn't have... lose anyone. <laughs> He's just waiting for a, a grand re-entrance. Yes. Uh, as far as my favorite match of the night, first off, I want to hit on the Balor and Thatcher match. Finn Balor has this bad habit of like losing me throughout the first like ten minutes of his matches. 
man. But when the finishes come, when when they start picking up, like I get really into them, and especially when they tease the coup de gras and uh, you know again tease the knee injury or the ankle injury there. Um, like you, I thought Thatcher was going to win. I think they made the wrong decision there. I probably would have put Thatcher over, but maybe they were considering future challengers for a cross later. Um, and that would make sense, I suppose. But uh, again, think they made the wrong call. As far as favorite matches go, I mean, I, I've i got to lean probably towards Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I didn't expect... Uh, I didn't go in expecting some five-star classic. I knew this was an attraction match to start, but they did a lot better than I expected. That, the what was good, Pat McAfee was. I thought he was. He came across as very telegraphed. Like he kind of knew what he was going to do next, but when he did them, they were very crisp, very rehearsed, and it, it came across smoothly. It's just there was a couple of moments where he was sort of setting up walking over for the Panama Sunrise and stuff like that, but see, considering the lack of talent he's got, the lack of yeah. experience he's got as well, obviously it's it's not really a secret that Adam Cole probably talked him through that match over and over, over a, a cup yeah. of tea somewhere, but it was really stunning like how well that worked. I didn't think it, I thought it would just be a brawl more than anything, but there was some decent wrestling in there and Pat McAfee with a couple of schoolboy roll-ups a drop kick, um, and some good selling work as well with the foot. It's like, if you, are you sure you've not been doing this for a long, long time? Because selling is lost in a lot of in a lot of people these days. Even even like the Panama Sunrise was crisp as hell. Um, I do agree. A lot of these things were like like um, like predetermined, and you could see it developing, and it was quite. It, you could, you know, you could see him kind of like right now. I need to go do this. So, mm-hmm. like thinking about what he was going to be doing next. But I think I want to say it was Kyle. Like I thought, what Kyle said was perfect. I was like, um, it shows that if you're an athlete, you can do the whole sports entertainment, not necessarily wrestle. But and I just don't think many people associate Pat McAfee being able to do those kind of things. Because we're like, well, you, you're a punter. How athletic really are you? But like he said, he's shown it was athletic. Like, and I think for for like a star attraction type match or just you know um, a quote unquote celebrity coming in, like this was this was jaw dropping. Like, I genuinely don't think anyone expected the match to be like this. And 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 I don't want to turn around and say it was just well, you're in with Adam Cole, you know, like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Pat McAfee certainly played his part in this. Um, I thought, yeah, it was it was entertaining as hell. And like I said, it was Clive. I was kind of expecting it to be like a brawl to, to where you could really like hide mm-hmm. his limitations and his lack of experience and stuff. But it didn't seem, it didn't come across with that at all. Um, like I said, I think that the thing moving forward be is it is it is this just a one off type thing with Matt, Pat, Pat McAfee, or are we maybe going to start to see him a little bit more? Um, but I was certainly impressed and definitely you know took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I think it's to doubt because NXT, they've had a few star attraction matches like Liger versus Breeze and uh, Naka versus Nak, um, Sami Zayn, but for this one it was it was interesting they because wrestlers, I know this was like a celebrity thing this is like your sort of money Mayweather versus Big Show or 
Who else? Who else has come in? And for it to happen, Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. And for it to be in NXT, it was it felt a bit more special because it was happening in a place where we're usually guaranteed on takeover night, especially with an Adam Cole match, an exciting affair. And it was exciting. And I, I don't hold the the sort of predictability of the match against Pat at all. It shows to me that they were taking this seriously and they wanted to make sure that it was all done right and it was all done crisply. And I don't think, I don't notice any botches at all or anything like that. I don't think so. There was a couple of times where he looked a bit uncomfortable in his skin. He was standing there and Cole was rolling about the floor and McAfee was just, I don't know, maybe it's just the way he carries himself and he's a bit of a weirdo in general with the way he stands. I think he's a bit of a weirdo. But at the same time, I still quite like that because, you know, at the end of the day, it's the first time you've stepped in the wrestling ring to have a match. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you should there should be that element of, like, what am I doing here? Kind of thing, why am I here? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah like it was it was a, it, it, it was like I say very very surprising and I'm glad because I kind of had a bad feeling that surely surely we're not let, going to let uh, Pat McAfee get the win here um, but like I said I'm just quite interested to see what they do with him moving forward um, I'm not I'm not advocating that we get him on you know full time and he becomes a full time wrestler and whatnot. but it was you know Made a very, very good first impression. Maybe we could have him and Dominic Mysterio as future tag team. <laughs> Eddie's son. <laughs> That's right. So are we all happy with the winner of the ladder match then? I think that was... I uh, would have honestly probably preferred uh, Cameron Grimes myself. Right. Ricky? I would have gone what they've done, uh, Damien Priest, or I would have maybe gone with the big man, Bronson Reed. Um, I definitely didn't expect Gargano to win it. Um, Dream, like, that would have been interesting if they went with Dream. Um, but like I say, for obvious, I would say obvious reasons, but I can understand why they've not. Yeah, like I said, I think I did say Priest and like our predictor Caleb, um, but I, I would have put it down to those two. I would have been fine if it was Cameron Grimes, but I think especially since the In Your House takeover with Finn Balor, that Damien Priest has really sort of come into his own and he's comfortable there. He knows where he's standing because there was a time where he was just sort of there and he didn't know where he was in the hierarchy, but this sort of obviously it cements it with a mid-card title, but it's like this was one of those ones I'm happy with the outcome and I think it's a good move going forward. I can see Cameron Grimes being in the picture maybe first, maybe second, I don't know. Um Bronson Reed, that uh I suppose not all plaudits should go to him for that big body splash off the top of the ladder. That Candice LeRae part where she was mm-hmm. on top of him. That sounded like a gunshot went off in that room. You know, like he, like, and you think about it, like how she was obviously climbing onto him at the back. Like, you know, she could have went and smacked her mouth or nose in the back of his head. Uh-huh. But then, like, you know, like everybody knows, Candice has got huge balls anyway. <laughs> you know, so she's bigger than her husband's anyway. Awesome. Um, see, before, because we don't talk current product at all, and we haven't. I don't think ever since we came back. 
was one or two. How do we how do we feel about Dream being back? Oh, not happy. You know, my take on it, right, is whether he done it or it's not or whatever. I know we've saw everything, right? For me, I think like address it. Mm-hmm. You know, like put some sort of statement out. Don't be like, well, if we can just ignore it, then Mike. You know, because this isn't just one person's word against someone else's. Like you're actually seeing what he supposedly what he has says to people. Um, and I don't know. And Caleb can tell us obviously, but I, I assume the age. I think the age of consent varies from state to state. So In I think most one of the people states it's sixteen. Right. So even I think one of the people were sixteen, but even that just comes across as very creepy and disturbing. Um, not technically not illegal, not technically isn't illegal, but just you know what kind of person are you? Um, that's someone like half your age at the end of the day, still like a baby. Um, I would like to have seen some sort of statement from him before he came back. Um, and like you say, he's um, not entirely happy he is back in the fact that he was put into a North American title match as well. Um, and I think I think the reaction of some of the, a lot of the wrestlers kind of tell you how they all feel about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, ignoring, like trying to just ignore the thing out of existence isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. So this is not the best course of action, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think, again, and this isn't word against word. Um, I don't think he should be employed by them at, at the time. I really don't think mm-hmm. he should. Or at the very least, he should act, actually have a suspension that he's serving, but I don't know. That's yeah. just me. I think, when Ricky, when we spoke about this, when the whole speaking out scandal exploded a few months back, mm-hmm. we had talked about ICW saying the silence is deafening. And to me, that says, personally, that says you're trying to cover up something dodgy that's going on. And... I would even say that the situation with Matt Riddle is a bit different because at least he or some, I don't know if WWE did, but Matt Riddle came out and made acknowledged it it and said his side of the story. You can believe that side of the story if you want or not. That's fine. You've got the right to do that. But we've not heard anything with dreams. We didn't hear a single Mm -hmm. thing. And for the seriousness of the allegations... For the timing of him to be off air, I know he was involved in a car crash, I know that, but I would have at least, I think in this situation, WWE should have broken kayfabe and said, Patrick Clark, we've looked into this and there's not, we've not found any dodginess. Even, and, even if they did it like half an hour after NXT was on, when he yeah. came back, I would have like, right, fine, you wanted to keep the surprise and then you've explained it, but to wait so long, that is piss poor. I, I don't know if Caleb was on for this episode or me and Caleb spoke just like texting each other on WhatsApp but I, I want to say it was Caleb I might be wrong when it, when it says well maybe the lawyer's telling him keep your mouth shut right now and and maybe that's that's all that's fine I understand when your lawyer tells you to do that you're like right okay fine keep my mouth shut but in terms of like ICW and, and now dreaming a lot of other people and it's like well, at some point you're going to have to address it, especially bringing them back onto TV. Like, if 
if the law and maybe it wasn't Caleb, but that's that's valid, completely valid. If your lawyer tells you shut your mouth and let this let 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 it play out, and then at the end you can release a statement, that's fine. But to bring them back without any kind of acknowledgement of what's happened was to me. I was really like, oh come on, man! Like you had an opportunity to make an example of someone and be like, no, we don't stand for that shit. Um, we don't want you anywhere, anywhere around here. But like I say, you kind of you look you, when Reem's involved, you're almost like, well, you know, I couldn't care less about your wrestling ability because I can't see past these accusations. Uh-huh. Um, the ladder match itself, I thought it was just okay. Right. I don't think it was certainly not one of the better ladder matches I've saw. Some of the spots were really cool. I loved um, Candice's involvement and in, in stuff she done. Um, the finish, I thought, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the finish of Gargano and um, Priest both pull the title and are kind of wrestling over it. I thought they were going to, for a second, do some sort of fuck finish where it was like, well, now we need to have Priest and Gargano facing each other in a one-on-one match. I'm like, don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And obviously I had a little bit of comedy at the start with the, the miniature ladder that um, Cameron Grimes pulled out. Um, yeah, like I say, I thought it was just okay. I thought it was a decent enough match. Um, certainly not one where I'd be like, "Well, we'll go back and watch that again." No, I, I, I think quite highly of it personally. I do enjoy my ladder matches, so. No, Caleb. Uh, I think this ladder match is best described as slightly above average. It's not mediocre. It's good, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Where would it be in the Meltzer rating? <laughs> what 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 is the Meltzer? What did Meltzer rate this one? I don't know uh, actually. Is he, I don't. Is he, I don't. The newsletter hasn't come out. Has it? When's it come out? It's not coming out on Wednesday or Thursday. I think it comes out when he fucking whenever he wants to these days. Yeah. I'll do a quick Google search. I, personally, I would say around about this about three. Nothing less than a three, anyway. Definitely not. Why don't you check your subscription it... emails, Ricky, and see when it's coming out again? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'd probably go about three and a quarter. Um, yep. Nah, he's not got anything out of it. You know, like, uh, why, why, like, okay. And I, I tend to defend Dave Meltzer because I see he gets a lot of, un, in my opinion, unwarranted hate. But, like, his, his uh, star system has kind of become a joke, kind of become a parody of itself. Just my two cents there. Yep. Yep. Well, as soon as you go above the five star. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but like when you're seeing like very similar matches happening on the same channels at the same time, and one match on a certain channel gets rated a little bit higher. Yep. See, the thing is, like, don't, no one can say that your fandom or your preference or even anything like that doesn't come into it because that's just lies like if, if, and not if only it that, doesn't these star ratings on it i'm oh, sorry definitely. ricky sorry no, to cut no. you off but these star ratings they're just a matter of opinion so mm-hmm. of course bias is going to come in there and if it doesn't then i would look at you and be like i don't actually respect your opinion in that sense so like like don't pretend that you, like, bias doesn't come into it. Don't pretend that you don't like yeah. certain things. Or don't make it out like, no, no, I look at it impartially. And I'm not talking about myself, I'm just talking about it in general. Like, it has to at some point. 
like I mean, I I would you know like for me like I would like when it comes to people like Bray Wyatt or, and things like that like I'm like no no like the guy can't do anything wrong like you know there's just certain styles of matches that you just prefer you know like whether you like the kind of Lucha Underground 205 type match or whether you like watching someone like Zack Sabre or whoever it may be. You've all got your own personal opinion or your personal preferences and that's obviously going to play a factor in what what you like and what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I do agree with Caleb. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't, I'm going to go watch that again. Aye. I don't think anything really stood out from the women's title match. Just, I would say, the post-match stuff. Even that was a bit odd as well. Was that required? I think... I felt like Rance... I suppose if you want to set up the next program, yeah. Mm. I just kind of didn't really care much for that one. I've never really... Sorry, Caleb, but I've never really got behind Dakota Kai. (laughs) Uh, Hey, no, I get it. Like, clearly, like... Even like Paul, sorry, I called him Paul, uh, only thinks so much of Dakota Kai because like she is far from the strongest heel they've ever had. I know. So it's just, I kind of zoned out. Maybe it was not by design, but it was just, I wasn't really that interested in it. I I think it kind of took away from the carrying cross Keith Lee. Very good tight package leading up to it though, I have to say. That was good. But like you were saying, Caleb, the match I felt could have been better, but it's not. It's not been the sort of high quality title matches that we've been having a lot of recently. Yeah. Now imagine having to take a spirit bomb with a separated shoulder. My oh. God. Oh, was it and during the match? Was his separated shoulder during the match, or before? Uh, that is, yeah. That that's the rumors that he separated the shoulder during the match. Yeah. <sighs> Oh dear. Probably didn't help him when Scarlett came in and absolutely started pounding away at him after they win the match. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> even, even the finish was a bit, it felt so flat and it's like... It did and the Saito is like one of the cooler suplexes out there, man. Yep. It, 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 it just didn't... I think the biggest thing for me, and I get that they're they're wanting to take they took Keith Lee up to the quote unquote main roster just a couple of days later. Does and I asked this, does this loss Keith Lee's like um, like wins the title and literally loses it like fifty days or whatever later, does this diminish Adam's Adam Cole's reign in any way whatsoever? No, it doesn't affect Adam Cole in my opinion. Now what I would have done hypothetically and yeah, I get you can't run Pat McAfee and Adam Cole and Adam Cole and Killer Cross on the same pay per view. I get it, but I would have delayed the Adam Cole or the Pat McAfee match and done basically just done another squash here. Yeah, it's short and yeah, squash in the main event. Meh. Like some people aren't a fan of that, but some people are. I probably would have. I probably wouldn't have ran Keith Lee as champion to be honest with you. Oh really? Especially, I mean, if you're going to take the belt off him in six weeks anyway, I mean, you, why why bother? Yeah, I mean, if that was your plan the entire time, that's that's what bothers me, is that Adam Cole was such a great champion and then obviously loses mm-hmm. to Keith Lee, but Keith Lee, the guy who's dethroned arguably the greatest NXT champion ever, 
loses it almost immediately. And it ties yeah. in with my thinking is that, well, the moment this match was made, Cross had to win. Because I can't mm-hmm. sit here and say, Brody Lee got fucked over, um, Brian Cage got fucked over, that why are you putting these guys in a match for them to lose their first big time feud? Right. Uh-huh. Yep. So, Cross then therefore had to win because I'd be sitting here saying the same thing. I love Keith Lee, but why the hell are you putting Cross in that situation so early on just for him to lose? So, the way I think is that well, Cross had to win, but I just don't know how I feel about Keith Lee going up to Raw at this moment in time. Um, I know he's done a North American stuff. I know he was in it, but if you're going to put a title on him, like, couldn't you maybe get him and Cross at the next takeover of the Royal Rumble takeover? I feel like there was enough. There's enough challengers out there. To yeah, keep and I going. don't think you had to call Keith Lee up this weekend either. No, I don't think you did you, either. You could have waited. Vince must have wanted them quickly. What to give him that? Hey, we want you. We're going to change quite a bit about you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to oh, remix man. your theme, and we're going to put you in a weird romper-looking thing, and uh, we're going to go from there, pal. <laughs> Can I hit with a hot take? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the new theme, but I wasn't really that fussed with the old one anyway. So that's the thing. The first theme's not even that great, but like. In my opinion, this one's so much worse. Oh, the first one's like unbelievable in comparison to this one now. Because it, you hear it initially, it starts off normal, and then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, I like, you know, bring them up straight away in a match with Randy Orton. Do yeah. they like the finish or not? Right, okay, whatever. But he's obviously not going to go into a program with Randy Orton right now because obviously that Randy Drew is not finished. So. I don't know, even that felt a little weird in a way that, well, you know, if you're going to bring him up, give him a, give him a dominant win. Mm-hmm. I, I get, obviously, we're going to shoot him with Randy Orton, one of the greats, it was fine, but again, you maybe could have done it slightly different. Um, but yeah, overall, um, it wasn't a bad takeover. It's just not what we have come to expect of takeover. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just trying to listen to Keith Lee's music just now, but... I don't really know what's going on. Oh, hey, Tom Phillips. <laughs> oh, face fucking himself. <laughs> hey, he's only $25 on Cameo if anyone wants to get me a birthday gift. I know what I'll be asking for. So, oh, jeez. One... Before we go, before we move on to the Sunday, um, FTR and Private Party. Yes. Oh, I boy. absolutely loved oh, it. Wh- it was something. It was very good. Uh, what happened? As soon, as soon as that match was made, you're like, oh, I cannot. Oh, and uh, they uh, they fucked up the Rocky Three booking for Cody. Uh, they should have had Arn get attacked before the title match, not after. Mm. Is this like, Dynamite? I've not seen this week's, last week's. Uh, I mean, like, Private Party and FTR, like, as soon as you saw that match be made, you're like, I need to watch that and it was awesome I actually like I know some people aren't a fan of it but I love the way they've booked FTR so far so did I I like I love how they're not coming in straight away and, and we're going straight for titles I love how they're just going up nope, we're the best tag team in the world and we are just going to mow through this entire division and get our hands on that title but 
and I know the box match cannot happen without the titles, in my opinion. It's I think it's, 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 it already is like going to be like awesome. We get it, but I just feel like the titles will just be like right. That's just the cherry on top of the cake, and I wouldn't do it. I would I would drag this out as long as I can. If I'm honest, I would keep it going as long as I can. I I would continue teasing. I would continue, you know, building yeah. it up and up and up. I don't I don't see a rush for us to get to get to that match. Yeah, they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna try to hold off on doing FTR in the Bucks until they can get like a decent sized crowd in the arena. Yep. Or maybe until they start touring again. But if they're gonna do that, they're gonna have to work like another at least four months probably. Because yep. I don't see us getting like anything close to a mass gathering until next year. I don't think so. It's going to be a long, long time, and I don't think even with the the dodgy videos that have come up recently, I don't think the Thunderdome Thunderdome's going away anytime soon. <laughs> so I don't think there's going to be mass mass. Um, there's truly they can't, but start bringing in too many people. No, it's but that's the thing. Trouble. I think you're going to have to somehow, in my opinion, get that in front of a live crowd because for years we've spoken about it in a moment FTR, FTR revival at the time left WWE. It was like, right, well, all roads ultimately lead to the Bucks. Um, and it's kind of like when Drew, I felt like at WrestleMania, Drew needed that crowd just for the moment to be even bigger. If there's not a live crowd for this match, oh, the match will still be amazing. It just won't be as memorable, I don't think, because I think the live crowd adds so much to it. And just the initial build to it and the hype video and then the moment they're in the ring, like just that, and you can feel the energy and the buzz coming through the TV. Like it needs a crowd, but as Caleb says, like how long can you really drag it out? Like, you know, to get in front of a proper big live crowd, you're talking about like 2021, and it could be like in a year's time, and I don't know if it's possible to drag it out that long. It kind of sucks. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of things dragging out, this is a, a nice kind of shite segue, but it also ties into good friends of the revival. We'll look at the SummerSlam card now, and I know it was the SmackDown women's title match that we started with, but I thought we would clump both of the women's title matches together because there was a story told yep. throughout all these. I thought these were excellent matches, both of them. Really stiff, hard-hitting plenty of time um, I was beginning to worry I thought surely Asker's going to be winning, walking away with at least one of these titles and obviously mm-hmm. it was the one they're all won interestingly that Sasha Banks most I think all if, most if not all of her title reigns have only been 27 days and she's never successfully defended a singles title at, at, at a what do you call it pay-per-view she always wins on TV that's interesting mm-hmm. that wonder why they do that but I, th- I thought they were excellent matches they really stood out I wasn't thinking they were going to be blow away but they were blow away and I thought Bailey brought her A game as well sometimes she can just be a bit sort of middling but they were all there was a lot of stiffness going on that night Um. How good is Sasha and Bailey going to be if they allow them to go full throttle now? Because this match obviously <laughs> should have taken place what was like a couple of years ago, but they've actually got us all been like, 
somehow you've got us all back on board and somehow you've almost rectified the situation and the bill's been coming because all these little glances and stares that Sasha's been given the titles and stuff and now obviously how she loses the title she she looks over at Bailey and looks at and then looks over at Asuka kind of thing. It's like right, someone had to lose a title, and it makes sense based on everything we've seen Sasha doing. How she's like I said, always looking at Bailey and always looking at the titles. It makes sense that in her eyes now Bailey's cost her the title kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. couple of issues though, and it's these are and if you know me, you know what I'm about to say about Sasha and uh, Asuka. Who came out first? The champ. Sasha, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Frustrating. Shouldn't happen. And funny enough, when I watched the match, and I, I came on Twitter later on, one of the very first tweets I saw was from Jeremy, and I was like, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm going to like this tweet. Why the hell was Asuka coming out all dancing and smiling and stuff? And I, yeah. That's what, I don't care. You just get fucking screwed about an hour ago out of the, the, the SmackDown title. Like, you could be walking in here, champion versus champ versus champ, walking with both mm-hmm. titles. Why are you happy? Why are you not pissed off? And I, I not only like... that, but like you've also got a bum leg in the process too. Mm-hmm. Like you should be livid. So is, I don't think that's minor. In my opinion, I think those were things that could have tied in even more to the storyline, especially Asuka coming out pissed. But the standard matches were really, really good. But you know, like failing Asuka, we saw them all having great matches, so it didn't <clears> come as a, too much of a surprise. Um, and like Asuka wrestled was it like total of like nearly 30 minutes or whatever um, yeah like both matches were really really good and it continues the whole Asuka and Bailey, sorry uh, Sasha and Bailey, and ultimately where that might lead to um, I hope we don't get it on just some shitty small time pay-per-view um, but can you really take this out to the Royal Rumble or dare I say Wrestlemania I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and I don't think they'll have an evolution. If they, um, they might be able to do a programme and do at least two pay-per-views. I know, but I feel like the first match, I want the first match to be like to, to be on like a big pay-per-view though. But I, said, I don't know if it's possible to take it out. Yeah, they, they should maybe save it for a stadium. So like Maybe run it the next time they go to Saudi Arabia or something. <laughs> I know this is kind of... But that's the thing, though. Like, evol- they might actually do Evolution, though, because they're not going to go and do these Saudi shows. That's true. What I think might be quite interesting is either two scenarios where either Sasha wins the title back on TV, obviously. And, and then loses it on a pay-per-view. <laughs> no, no, you've got Survivor Series where it's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, and it's Sasha Ooh. and Sasha and Bailey are the captains, or Bailey loses her titles. Uh, aye, her titles. So they're friends, but they've been ordered. User, you guys, you've had the most decorated, decorative careers, uh, years in your career, all that stuff. So you're going to be the captains of your respective brands, so they're forced to do this Raw versus SmackDown thing, and that could sort of help sneak things along. I hate to bust up your your fantasy booking, but technically, by designation, they're both on SmackDown. Right. Because of the tag titles? They do get to flip-flop because they have the titles. Yep. Right. 
But that that's I've forgotten about that actually. If you do say Raw brand versus brand, well, you're the champion of this brand, so you need to compete on this brand. Would be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there a draft yeah. coming up at all? Sorry. Is there a draft coming up at all? I hope oh, not. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? They might just pull that out next week. I think they could do with a draft. To be honest, Caleb, it gets a bit stale. Seeing. I completely disagree, man. Really? Uh, okay. I don't think they should do another like superstar shakeup. But like, I would think more like uh, you remember the 2005 draft where they they spread it out. They do like six picks over five weeks. Uh-huh. So maybe flipping like six six talent over. 12 talent switching brands. I think that's a good idea. But not this mass superstar shakeup like you did like you were doing every year after Mania. Aye. I don't I, I don't think we need to cuz like we're going to get a couple of people well we've got obviously we'll touch on it right but we've got Roman back. At some point I would like to think we're going to get Sammy back. Mm-hmm. Um so you know there's some people not too it's not been too long now that Sheamus came back. Um so yeah, last year I think we've got enough people kind of Keith Lee coming up to Raw. So we've got enough, I think, of people either debuting or coming back in um, to keep things going just now. Um, and you might see some of the rookies who've been tearing it up in the underground start transferring over to Arena. And then you've always got retribution. Oh boy, Kona Reeves getting that call up. I love oh, it. Please, <laughs> just give me him. Give me. I'll buy him. <laughs> For something that sounds quite dodgy, really. <laughs> See the in co- comparison, the two women's matches were excellent. The loser leaves WWE match I thought was pretty poor. I don't know, and it's understandable yeah. if it's the case. These two women were obviously very preoccupied. They had a bad week or two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Kidnapping attempts, home invasions, court uh, court appearances. I mean, fuck Have that. you saw the video? Like, I don't wanna, you I know, want to. <laughs> jump to conclusions, but like by the video, like I don't think that guy was trying to kidnap anyone. No. I think he was trying to commit murder. I think he more or less said that himself. I didn't know there I'm was a video of that. there's a video of her and she's in um talking in court and he was like, Well, he was saying this and that and then the surveillance you see it popping up and she's looking through a door and then all of a sudden you see the figure and the guy just appearing and her running away and you can see him walking across the screen. It's like, fuck me. Um, yeah, and I actually saw people complaining how, well, look at that, they flip-flopped and suddenly we don't do the hair versus hair. And it's like, Jesus, man, I used, like... And it turns yeah. out Sonya's lawyers comes out and goes, that's not going to be a good look. And even if they decided loser leaves, well, maybe this is like a legit reason where Sonya DeVille's like, I'm done with wrestling or I need... I've six, Some seven, time eight, off, time or whatever. Off, like, yeah. Write me off, and we can figure it out when I come back. And yeah, it makes sense. Um, Aye, it's just I don't think it was a good idea having the match. I know the timing was pretty terrible, and this had been building for months, but their hearts were not in it at all. No, I think the problem. Would you have assume... maybe done like a right out like an angle to write Sonya off, like Mandy assaulting her or something? Uh huh. Like even if they did the whole soap opera thing where they're arguing and Mandy pushes her and Sonya ends up in the road and gets knocked over, like some I would have <laughs> <laughs> like it would have the, been Rikishi Rikishi appears. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Jimmy Uso accidentally runs one of them over. <laughs> I did it for pops. Oh dear. Um, nah, like you'd assume maybe they wanted to go ahead and do it, but like maybe. I said, it was, the match that took place purely to, like you said, to get Sonya off TV. Aye. But yeah. you go go on Twitter and find out. It's not. You know, it was all over Twitter. Like it is. I don't know if I watched this. But the, it's not. Like you don't see anything really happening other than her peering through like a side door or whatever, and then running away, and then this guy just emerges, and just you see him walking, and that's it. That's all you see. But yeah, like obviously she needs time off and needs to like go away and kind of get her head together and just you know switch off from all this mm-hmm. BS. Well, no doubt we'll see it on the Thunderdome at some point anyway, so... Yeah. I had a complaint about after the match. I was, like, thinking, like, you know, Mandy, who just tried to plead to get the match cancelled two days ago, like, I would have liked Mandy to have been a little more conflicted after she had won and not so uh, celebratory. Yep. Mm. There was one thing that I found puzzling. It was they showed a highlight package of Retribution but they didn't do anything. Surely Retribution would yeah. want to upstage one of the big four nights of the year. I know they had the whole Roman That's, thing. Uh, like They wanted the big I'm, pop for Roman, which that was excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed that. But that got ruined for me. Did it? Yes, and I'll explain when we get <laughs> Did there. I spoil it for you? No, the, networks, okay. the, network, the network spoiled it for me. Oh. Okay. But I'll explain when I get there. It's probably partly on my own fault, but... If you saw some some people putting the rumours out that Romans the leader of Retribution, also some people are saying if they could, they maybe they're going to connect the whole hacker storyline to Retribution. Um, <laughs> but that hacker thing is done like that. That was actually intriguing, and then all of a sudden they decided, no, nope, Mustafa, yeah. Mustafa Ali, we don't want to do this. We're going to do something else with you, and you know whatever. We're going to have you losing to Riddick Moss on main event, buddy. We can't have you being a hacker on SmackDown. So I have never, I never say shit like this. Oh, go here and you'll be appreciated or whatnot. Mustafa Ali needs to go somewhere. Impact, baby. I would love to see him in NXT. I think he would do very well in Impact, actually. Impact, go somewhere where I can just, I just get to watch you week in, week out, and just marvel at what you can do. Like, <sighs> well, watch me in event then. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch Moss. on your Hulu, bud. <laughs> I don't want to watch Riddick Moss. That's a very valid you point. You can see guys like Curtis Axel and Kurt Hawkins or whatever <laughs> they got running on there. When you oh. think about it, I don't think they fired enough in April. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh gee. So, I mean, the what, top, what came next? I don't know. I've I never, wa- I never watched the tag title match, so I have no opinion on that. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> fine. I mean, you had four, you had four really good athletes in there, but uh, not much to report, man. No, nope. best thing about it was Kevin Owens and commentary, really. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Montez Ford reaching airtime that even, even space rockets would envy. There's, I think he's got steroids in his sneakers or something because I don't understand how he can reach those heights but not much to write home about at all so I think we're moving on to the match where I am wonder if there was a certain amount of pressure on Dominic Mysterio's shoulders after 
someone in an equally intriguing place in the night before, Pat McAfee, who put in a sterling performance. I don't think Dominic McStereo did too badly at all. What do you guys think? No, um, his situation obviously different because he's been training for this. Um, that's true. Yeah, I, don't, I thought it was thought it was still a, a fine match. I, mean, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, yeah, I mean, my biggest issue with Dominic, it seems like some of his moves they come across as very deliberate and not yeah. so spontaneous. You know. Mm-hmm. His promo works dreadful. Well, I mean. He's a Mysterio, so I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought he was a Guerrero, so surely he's good at this promos. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that's how you know he's not a Guerrero. That's aye, that's, you know, that's a work. So we didn't need to have the ladder match. We just had to listen to him do a promo 15 years in the yeah. future. That's your paternity yes. test. There was one that he did online, and you could see that he was reading words on a screen. Like, dom-dom. I know, but he's still young. He's not. He's about 45 now. <laughs> yeah, he's... Dude, he's the NXT UK champion. Like, he's grown. That's a man. I think the match was alright for what it was. I do enjoy Seth's matches these days. I can't remember a bad one he's had, especially on pay-per-view. It's heaped in ham, some cheese drippings as well, and there's corn all over the place, but I do... I, I've, I'm hardly ever let down with a Seth Rollins match. I hold my hands up. I know he's public enemy number one a lot of the times, but he entertains me. As long as he doesn't sell that bloody knee, I'm fine. <laughs> four years four years after the injury or whatever. I know. I'm going to sell the knee when the match is 75% over, and then when yeah. I win, the knee's going to be fine. Uh-huh. Or I'll sell the knee, do a suicide dive, then sell the knee again, and then do a suicide dive. Like cool story, bro. Pick a pick a man up over my shoulders. Show no signs of it. And then I'll sell the knee. Yes. Yeah. No. See the thing. I think as as Clive says, Seth obviously gets a bad rap, but Seth still is just. I think his ring IQ and how he's able to, how he how he's able to pace the ring and the stories he's able to tell. I still think Seth's great to watch. Um, oh yeah, he's damn good. And a lot of people don't want to admit it because he sticks his foot in his mouth all the time. They don't want to yep. prove him right. Yeah, like, I mean, come yeah. on. 99, 99% of people in the, in the company are company men. And, and yeah. at the end of the day, like, you know what, man? If someone's going to say shit about you or the place you work, if you're not going to take pride in it, then know who it's going to. Like, because if someone's going to insult you and you're not going to back, back, like, you know, back yourself up and, and fire back, then, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Um, no, I, I still, I still thoroughly enjoy Seth, and I, I thought this was a pretty good match, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, like I say, um, it'd be interesting to see now. Obviously, where they head from here. Obviously, they had uh, the tag match on Raw. Um, I know Kyle doesn't like doesn't like Dominic, but I'm I'm open to seeing a bit more of him. Yeah, he's, and I did like the tease that Seth was gonna hit uh, hit uh, Dominic's mom. Mm. <laughs> Seth just does not care. It's so funny. Yeah, no. But the Dominic's attire was quite smart. He's yeah, right, and right uh, oh, uh, oh, 
Seth's uh, Halloween Havoc uh, inspired gear was really nice too. I was wondering where I'd, I sort of had something at the back of my head. Who who was it that had that before? Uh, Ray uh, Ray Mysterio. Was it <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> Halloween Havoc '97? I believe against the the not now we know the not real father. Yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. would like if Seth came down in like some sort of Eddie Guerrero inspired wrestling gear <laughs> just to feed him the, the, the theory even more <laughs> I mean I just wish this would have been a ladder match for the custody of uh, Rey Mysterio's eye instead <laughs> just have the, the eyes all healed up uh, and have the, <laughs> the camera attached to the eye yeah have the googly cartoon eye that uh-huh. he had hanging uh, like hanging above the ring <laughs> not in a briefcase or anything just just, no, just hanging out just there. hanging there yep and then the, you'd have JR and no, Jerry Lola would be back in commentary so he could hit out with puns like these guys have got their eye on the prize and all that stuff <laughs> he sees his future in, the, in that eye <laughs> He'd be singing These Eyes by the Guess Who. Good song, by the way. I've, I will need to look that one up because I've got... I know who the who are, but not Guess have Who. You seen, ha, have you seen Superbad? Oh, wait, a long, long time ago. Michael Sarah sings a really bad version of that song in Superbad. Right. Well, the joke was funnier. I'm sorry for making it sound as if yeah. it wasn't. Aw. Shall we move on before the podcast dies a death? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Right, we've covered the, all the women's matches, the tag, and the. Uh... So it just leaves the two title matches. What are we missing? Oh, the two, uh, two title matches. Is that it? Well, yep. there was the pre-show match, but I didn't see that at all. The US title did that actually happen? Uh, it happened, and Cruz won. Uh, I'm. I was eating dinner at the time. I hard for me to pay attention. So Cruz won, and he cheated in an arm wrestling match. I'm led to believe. Well, did he cheat, or did Lashley put himself in a position to get cheated? He knows all about cheating. Just ask Lana. Oh God! <sighs> You're welcome. But um, uh, so. <laughs> Well, we talk. I want to talk about the good title match first. We need okay. To... So Braun Strowman Braun fought Strowman Bray Wyatt. <laughs> we need to have the the IWC as a whole. I know there's a lot going on in wrestling right now. You've got Retribution kicking up a fuss. You've got the Fiend grabbing the headlines, and obviously Roman Reigns is back now. The women are killing it. But Drew McIntyre is needs to be in the conversation for having one of the better reigns in a long, long time. He has... Absolutely. I mean, okay, the Brock Lesnar match was what it was. But since then, his pay-per-view match quality has been well above average every single time. He has been confident, calm, composed in his promos. He's always looked as if he's come out... He's never looked like an embarrassed babyface. No. Um, he's 
He's doing lots of interviews. He's saying all the right things. He stays out of pointless Twitter beefs. If he is doing a Twitter beef, it's either endorsed by WWE or it's to follow a storyline. He's beha- so what I'm saying is he's behaving, and well, it's because he's a grown man. That's true. He's and he, unlike most wrestlers and most people on the internet, he actually behaves like a grown man. Uh-huh. So it's nice to see him behave from that side of things, but. The pay-per-view matches that he has strung together have been nothing short of excellent, and this Randy Orton match was another yeah. one to add to it. Very, very mm-hmm. satisfying watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I like that he didn't win with the Claymore here. I think you, uh, as as great as Randy Orton has been since the summer, um, I don't think you should put the belt on him unless you're going to use it as like ah, extend the feud just one pay-per-view further i think you need to save on drew uh winning with the claymore for another match but we'll see when that does happen i may even go as far as to say you might have drew kick out of the rko he's he does he's been kicking out of finishers at one now and again Mm -hmm. once in a while anyway like if you want like you've done a they have done a very good job in making Drew McIntyre a star this year. If you really want to cap it off, you have him kick out of like one of the most iconic finishers of oh. the present day. I, I, I think with him, I would have actually been quite annoyed if Drew McIntyre had lost. Not so much that the, the title would have been on another old-timer, but this feels like it's actually they're making a star, big-time star for the future, yeah. who will be like a Roman Reigns or a Batista in the future, and not just a one-time deal. And then, if this was to be for Randy Orton and Edge in WrestleMania, then that's Drew McIntyre having to wait his turn again, and then what, and then he's sort of drifting down the card. And that might still come, but for now, he won a match that I was shocked that he won in a good way. And I just... I've got nothing but praise for McIntyre's booking so far. There's not, there's not yeah. been a foot wrong at all, personally. No, they've 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 done pretty much the start of the year. Caleb says twenty twenty, like he's been spectacular from from then. Like you saw the, the pop he got from the Royal Rumble when he came down to eliminating Brock to winning it. Um, they've handled him perfectly. I thought. I think he's really elevated the title. Um, I think. He looks good with the title. All of like, his pay-per-view matches have been really, really good. Promos have been excellent. Um, comes across still as like an absolute killer, and he's not this smiling, stupid-looking baby face. Um, yep. He's got some choice language it, now and again. Yep, and it hasn't really cha- I think if you look, still carries himself as like, say, like a killer and a guy can just take you apart just like he did as a heel, but as a face, like, just little subtle little changes, but he's still the same kind of person. Um, certainly, the way he wrestles and stuff like that, he's still aggressive, still like big, strapping guy. Um, but Randy Orton's also been fucking killing it this year. I think. I think he's been terrific. Some of his promos have been brilliant. Some really, really good matches as well. Um, I didn't think Randy was going to win here. I didn't think that was ever really in danger. Um, I think. And I don't know if you saw it, but he'd done like a conference call. Um, you know that, um, is it Alex McCarthy? Yep. He, I think Orton basically played out a scenario to him and it involved Orton and Cena and he was basically like, well, what we would have is basically me and Cena facing off at WrestleMania and the winner 
of that match ultimately would break Ric Flair's record. And just the way he played it out, and I was like, do you know what? Altman Cena, we've seen it to death, and it's two kind of older guys, but I'm like, I'd actually be interested in that because just of the like iconic and historical meaning behind it. Um, but like I said, I'm hoping... I'm hoping to keep the title on Drew for a, a little while longer, um, and I hope, like you said, I hope it doesn't ultimately lead to like going back onto Brock or another older guy. Like you know, <clears throat> I hope we don't see something like that. Or Lord forbid, Goldberg gets one of his two matches and one of them against Drew McIntyre and he beats him. <laughs> Mel, you've just spoken that hellhole into existence. So well done. Yes, you. Uh... You did the uh, exact opposite of the secret. You uh, <laughs> you spoke an evil, and now it's going to happen. And if it happens, folks, I'll take the blame for it. Mm-hmm. But this this feud's not done as yet. Nope. Um, Dude, he got a kayfabe skull fracture. Like yes. that's how strong they're booking him. <laughs> what happened? In like Rome? they may as well said he's in a coma. <laughs> What was it that happened in Raw? I know that Keith Lee and Randy Orton are fighting. He took three punt kicks on Raw. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, he took two, and then he came back an hour later to fight Randy Orton during his match, and then like 20 minutes after that, he got another punt kick in the back. (sighs) What, Drew did? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is that the one where I saw a picture... Of him, but Orton whiffed completely. Aye, swiping fresh air. Right, that was that was. Um, what well, that's just, that's how strong the punt is. The wind behind it cannot be blocked. <laughs> I I genuinely thought that was just some random backstage person that had punted for no reason. <laughs> for no apparent reason. Aye, would have been better probably. So yeah, Sanjay Dutt can take a bump. It's no big deal. <laughs> So, again, a lot of love for that match, and a lot of love for Drew McIntyre's reign so far. I was. Oh, I love. I know this is sorry. This is random, but I loved Sanjay Dutt back in the day. The old TNA days. Player from the Himalaya. Uh, was that was nothing? That... Not many. Like not many things can rival like the hardcore title and Bret Hart and stuff like that. But T- TNA from like the two thousand three. Eight, like that general 5-6 period man that's just and I think I've said it so many times but that was just such a great time even when you had the likes of Jeff Jarrett winning King of the Mountain matches and stuff like that it was still excellent dude I watched a King of the Mountain match the other day and like I I like old school TNA but my god that is just abysmal abysmal like even halfway halfway through explaining the rule after they explain the rules Don West is like I hope everyone got that because we can't explain it again later (laughs) like here's your sign (sighs) oh my god a good idea on paper but maybe not in execution well it's the only thing I would change about it that like I would say you make it like a straight-up ladder match. You don't have them hang the title. You have them pull the title down. Mm-hmm. You can still include the penalty box and the, the pins to be eligible and all of that if you wanted, but get rid of them hanging the title because it's a weird visual. Uh-huh. It's like they're relinquishing it. It's a bizarre. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because what they're going to do, they're going to hang it, and then a minute later, they're going to pull it back down. <laughs> it looks stupid. I know. So one thing that did annoy me about the 
WWE title match being on second last was it was another instance of Drew McIntyre not main event in the show, which has been the case since after Mania. However, Jeez. we know we know why Roman Reigns coming back, which I popped big time for. Never thought I would say that, but popping quite hard for a Roman Reigns return. But beforehand, oh, that was a shit show. It was something. It was something. It was quite the false count anywhere match that they didn't really go everywhere like uh, <laughs> most false count anywhere matches didn't go do. Anywhere. <laughs> no, like they went. Like I think they went to Gorilla, but that was it. They should have called it a false count somewhere match. Yeah. But I mean, like, if they really but, wanted to get like silly, they should have gone like they should have teleported to hell halfway through the match. Like, if they wanted to get really just out there with it, you know, it's the fiend. He can do it, you know. Yep. Like, so many of these false count anywhere matches, the count somehow the fall takes place inside the fucking ring. <laughs> That's you know, something. Like, I'm at least do the honor of pinning them like. Out, just outside yeah. the ring if you wanted. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting anything from the match itself. You know what would have been even funnier? I'm sorry, Ricky, I keep cutting you off. I'm no, so no. rude. But you know what would have been even funnier? Is if these two, they build this up as Monster versus Fiend. They do all that, and then these two just chain wrestle. <laughs> just do that for 15 minutes never leave the ring and just do it straight up headlocks yes headlocks chin locks key locks everything you name the lock they got it <laughs> I'll never forget the tweet of the year where after the match where it was just normal Bray Wyatt and Funhouse guy versus Braun and He'd done a tornado DDT and someone tweeted Bray Wyatt out here doing tornado DDTs in casual male XL and I laughed my socks clean off. That's exactly what that was with that jumper in the chinos. Hey, this fat Mr. Rogers just rotated. <laughs> well, it's like he's going to give us a, an update on the weather for tomorrow shortly after this. It was just... Oh. I, I appreciate the story that they're telling with it. It's just like so often with Bray Wyatt, his stories just aren't for me. Because the Fiend character, right, is cool. Good for face masks. I think think what we say is that with time, the problem when you get that kind of character is that he has to be booked a certain way and he has to always look dominant. And that that shit went out the window with that Seth Rollins match. And then went out the window when old ass Goldberg beat him and stuff. Um, like, I uh, wasn't expecting anything from the match. Like, the, the cool thing was, as soon as fucking um, Braun had those, like, uh, the cutters in his hands, you're like, oh, okay, what's he going He's just going to start, like, cutting his face or cutting his mask off. But, and then obviously, that would have been cool. the ring. Yeah. Like, that would have been cool. Because, like, they tried to cut it off or something. They t- well, because d- didn't they spend like most of the Brian feud like explaining like that's kind of where he gets his power? Mm-hmm. So why not? Ah. Sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I did like how I always like the ring being exposed, but for mm-hmm. anyone that ever thinks that they're wrestling on like cushions and shit, like literally the thinnest bit of foam. Um, 
and it was kind of cool to see that second Sister Abigail was just look bad. Um, but obviously the big thing was Roman coming back. And his new teeth. Those yes, new chompers. I... Deletful. Oh, by the way, we just we just we uh we blasted right past it, but by the way, Bray Wyatt won new universal champion. <laughs> I know that's so did so did WWE. They kind of just That's true, yeah. They're like, Oh hey, by the way, he won the title. Oh wait, there's Roman, by uh-huh. God. Yeah, I mean Fiend has absolutely nothing on cult leader Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I, I still maintain I still maintain, I know, I still maintain, like, fine, let's just say, even if, I don't care Roman's back, and I say, when it comes to this, I mean, it, it should have been cult leader Bray Wyatt that beat Braun at SummerSlam. Soon, see, as soon as I saw, and I've what again, I, I, that promo I'm going to talk about, as soon oh, as I saw that sake. happen, I was like, oh my god, he's back, and then I realised, wait, no, the big boss is a fiend, so, but yeah, Roman's back. I was saying the reason I get spoiled, you know, on the network now. I was watching it on the, uh, like, fired it on through the PlayStation. At the bottom, it, it wants you, it gives you like options just to like click on to the next match. Uh-huh. So rather than like watching the shit, like the backstage or pro, any kind of like adverse stuff, like I would just click on next match. And as I was moving from the Randy match, or no, it wasn't even. It was before the Randy match. It must have been. Um, uh, Asuka and um, Sasha and I just saw a fraction of it and it says R-O-M and I'm like for fuck's sake <laughs> see I remember the network had notifications on my phone and I had to turn them off because I found out yep. oh my god through I that, that. The, yes. um, uh, what's his face Seamus had cashed in his money in the bank that time at Survival Series <laughs> had that going for me I was devastated <laughs> But the brain, Brody Bryant's good with his story and his callback. But when Roman had laid out Braun Strowman with a chair, he shouted at him, "I made you. You're not a monster unless I'm here." I thought, "Oh, would you listen to this man?" That was an excellent line. You're, you're just, you're, you're, you're just a freak in a mask or something. He says to Bray. Aye. Yeah. Look, like, right. I know we'll touch on it in a second, right? I will happily watch Roman and Braun literally try to murder each other again. I'm all for that. They, like we say, is that couple of months, they legit <laughs> attempted, like, legit try to murder one another. Um, I'm all for that. Um, I just want to address where people are saying that, like, oh, Roman's back and is immediately in a title picture. Two things. Guy's not been in a title match since, like, 2018. And... WWE themselves says, go home, and when you all decide to come back, you will be immediately put back in the spot you were in. I'll be forgetting it was supposed to be Goldberg versus Roman at WrestleMania. Mm. So I don't have an issue whatsoever with Roman coming straight back in the title picture. What's going to be interesting is, I know a lot of people are saying that, oh my God, they turned Roman heel. It, it might have seemed like that, but it was, it was normal Roman talking shit, saying stuff, but it, it was turned up a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, I think I, I, saying, I would still say don't hold your breath on it being a hard heel turn. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, think, I think it's it, just a new... And, and I hate to say that, but... No, I, I, I think just a, a bit more attitude, a um, bit of a tweener. He's obviously got beef with both guys, 
I don't see it. I don't see that as a hard heel turn at all. However, no. Bray has changed everyone that's come in contact with. So from that side of things, mm. will it be Roman that's the one to vanquish? Probably because Roman he's must gonna, look strong. But uh, he's going to become Liaki again. <laughs> <laughs> um, from that side of things, I'm quite interested. But like. Out of all of WWE, I would say the Universal title picture is something I've just not cared about at all since uh, Mania. I was like, oh, this is pretty shit, really. They ran a two-on-one handicap match on a page (laughs) for that title. Oh, so they did. What are you guys doing? I think the the highlight of the Universal title reign for Strowman is taking a DDT off a guy in casual male XL. (laughs) Uh, by the way, I was saying it in our group chat, oh, Roman's winning that title on Sunday. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't fucking realise until earlier today that payback is on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, it's it's in six days, dude. Why the hell are you running back-to-back paper? And not only that, like, if you're going to run these back-to-back, why don't you instead just do, like, I, my idea anyway, was you run King of the Ring and you do an eight-man tournament and you do it in one night. If you want oh, to do two pay per views back to back, come on. It's there. Are they using up some of their pay per view matches because debates are coming soon? I don't know. Is that an issue? Because the debates fucked up No Mercy 2016. They did. They did, yeah. Like that was just arse backwards and it was all the worse for it. Yeah. So maybe there's. This is, this is, but this is where obviously our lack of American politics knowledge well, comes into it. I would but... just say, like, Stop being cowards and don't punt to debates. Come on. Just do yeah. your thing. Yep, exactly. I agree. Like, don't worry about anything else. Just take care of yourself. But as... I don't know, because it's Trump's going for his second term, is it over there is it as big as it was when he was uh, Trump and Hillary were going head-to-head because we were going to coronate a new president? It is that... because Joe Biden is, like, one way or another, Joe Biden is... A naturally just entertaining guy. Right. Is that okay. said with ingest? No, no, he is. Like, he's... He is a funny guy, but part of it might be because, like... Okay, and I do lean a little conservative, but, like, it, it it's one of those you're, like, you're wondering, does Joe Biden know where he's at? He's like always high. So, sometimes that... Not even necessarily high, but just kind of old, you know? Right. No, I think what I was getting. I don't want to get was, too political on here, no, but what and, I was what I was only meaning was like, is I get it's Trump and he's polarizing. I get all right. I, I, I'm just meaning like because he's going for his second term. Is it still seen as big as a moment as it was for Right. Okay. It is yeah. because people uh, have convinced themselves that he is going to lose this election. I and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually going to be voting for him. I'm voting third party this fall. Um, So some would say I'm wasting my vote. But anyway, people have convinced themselves he's not going to win, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get reelected. Yeah, I think he probably will. But I said, I just wasn't sure, like, because it's, oh, well, president's going for a second term. It's not that big a deal in comparison to us coronating a brand new type. I I wasn't sure. Like, I just... Because, like, I would imagine in four years' time it's going to be seen as an even bigger deal because Trump, obviously, um, there's going to be definitely a new president type thing. I, I wasn't really sure, but bottom line is, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't defer 
to anyone, I'd be like, nope, this is my slot. This is what we do. Fuck the rest of you. And I suppose that's where we might not be. People say, well, that's not business savvy. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, (laughs) this is, this is, you know, that's my spot. I'm not moving it for anyone. And not only that, like you run two, they run two debates. So just, just schedule your pay per views. If you want to punt to them, move your pay per views over. Yep. (laughs) Especially now, you know, it's like. Yeah, you know. just move it over a week, or put it on a Saturday for all you if if you want. Or you could have one of the screens in the Thunderdome have the debate with subtitles <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> That's great. Problem solved. Great. Just next. I wonder how long that shit's going to last with KKK members and AEW merch and all sorts Mitch. of things happening. I know that wasn't real, but oh, yeah, Mitch, I uh... saw was 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 Ted real. Hello? I saw Ted, the Teddy from Ted. I saw that on one of the screens from the first night. Like that possibly. Like, we've seen people. We've seen people sleeping on there, so it's it's possible. Well, Pikachu was on it, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ted was on it. They're so going to ruin this for other people. <laughs> See, someone was moaning well, I mean, about. That's my least favorite part of the Thunderdome is seeing these faces on there. Know. To me, I think there's one. There's just too many of them. I don't think it's that distracting. I think they've worked very well on the the crowd noise. See, see that great greatest mm-hmm. wrestling match ever. The crowd noise was awful for that. Um, but for this, it's, I think it's a lot better. I think it would be quite good if, even though they're technically the wrestlers wouldn't be looking into a camera, if people on the webcam saw that the likes of Randy Orton or Bailey was taunting the crowd, then they would react accordingly. And I've seen I've seen people moan about being told that they have to, it's like queue for applause or queue for cheering. Damn right! After that, carry on. They should be going through a, a strict vetting process if you're going to have shit like clan member stuff on the screens and Crispin Wall. Like, come on, dude! You fucking idiots, man. And the other thing is, like, I suppose it's slightly different because technically it's live theater or whatever. But you know. And you want it to come across as organic as possible, but at the same time, Vince still sees him. Nope, I'm not wrestling. We're sports entertainment. We're entertainment. But you go on the X Factor or America's Got Talent or any of these other talk shows. You, there's cues, and you're told at this moment in time we all laugh and this we all play, we all do this yeah. and that, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So I suppose it's no not really any different. But this is one too many cameras for me. I mean, the setup's fucking awesome. Um, just one too many cameras for my uh, too many screens for my liking. Yeah. It isn't as distracting as I thought, but just I think it would look neater and cooler if it was just less um, screens there. And and this is coming from a, a former two hundred five live mark. There was a I saw a tweet of Tony Nice. Tony Nice was singling out someone on the screen, um, sleeping or doing the thumbs down action when Nice was working his pecs. And Tony and he said I want his account banned. I was like, hold on a minute, are you trying to tell me all these screens watched 205? <laughs> no chance. No offence. And I, as I say, I used to be a big fan of it, but I don't know about that. I think that was uh, just delay and repeat footage. <laughs> I would say it's highly possible. Uh See, we as fans don't deserve a single thing when you've got idiots that just ruin it for everyone else. 
I think there's, 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 I mean, there's not, it's not even a fine line. There's a difference between just having fun and messing about than showing fucking KKK and Chris Benoit and all that stuff. And it's like, like you, for me, if someone pops up with AEW gear on, like whatever, man, like right. that's the way you want to behave. Go for it. But that's like harmless. That is harmless. Yep. That's not going to cause like mass bans and all that. The night. And not only all... that, like I think the only reason you're seeing people wearing AEW shirts on there is because you said don't wear them. Like yes. if you like, it's a Streisand effect. Like if you didn't say anything, it probably wouldn't have happened. At least not to the degree that it might be happening now. Mm. So, thumbs up. I'm going to use the. I'm going thumbs up on both shows, yeah. Yeah. I would say thumbs sort of at 10 o'clock, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly for TakeOver, I think. The women's matches on Sunday night, the women's title matches were fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed that Asuka and uh, Sasa match. Drew as well, and Roman Reigns, teeth and all, fantastic. I think it looks just like a big, a big chunky guy. It's like I'm here to like literally bite he into looked, people. He looked in awesome condition, though. He looked lean and shredded. I wouldn't even um, say lean. He looked jacked, like a beast. I thought he looked so different. Like, see, see this nonsense. You know, I don't care what anyone says. Like, they've missed Roman so much. Um, I think with him not being there, the absence you can feel it. Um, and I think I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to the fact that he's back um, I don't know what the match on Sunday is going to look like um, I kind of have a feeling Roman and The Fiend don't get Braun's taking the pin just don't know who's pinning who Aye, Braun's taking the pin Definitely. So I'd like to think Bray would keep the belt longer than a week but I, think he will. I don't know I think he will We'll see. And not only that, there's another pay like three weeks after this one. Oh, for God's sake. Or three weeks after payback, I mean. It's 2017 all over again. Yeah, it's something. Uh, pay-per-view every second week. It's, they're doing the, the old TNA model. Just weekly pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I've kind of got a quiz for you this week. Kind of. God. Before we get there, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I want to tell you all about why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, but I also want to tell you how that if you purchase one of these and send us proof of purchase, you will be able to watch on September the 5th, Fight TV, All Elite Wrestling's All Out on Saturday the 5th of September, on the courtesy of the Social Suplex Podcasting Network. So the Manscaped engineering team have spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lower Lawnmower 3.0, but for the wrestling marks around, it's the Mower of Lawns 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can have a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. 
They have also upgraded to a 7,000 revs per minute motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about that charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by a USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself and trim that junk of yours. And you can do that with 20% off and free shipping if you use the code SUPLEX at the checkout area at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you and you will thank us if you screenshot your purchase. Remember, there are only two left now at the time of recording. Two slots left if you buy one of the things in these lawnmower 3.0s at Manscaped. If you take a screenshot of your purchase receipt, send that to socialsuplex at gmail.com. That's socialsuplex at gmail.com. And you will be able to watch All Out for free on Fight TV on Saturday, September the 5th. Excellent. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Now, this was going to be. Are you forfeit? Cool. Don't. Don't. Like, I don't even know what the subject matter is. I could get my ass kicked here. So this was I had these questions ready for last week because I was going to do a quiz on the worst pay-per-view matches that I had picked, but Ricky had already prepared a quiz and a couple of the answers actually got mentioned in the show last week, so Ricky will know them straight away. So we have five questions this week based on the matches that I picked where that were the worst matches. Just just to let you know, these matches that I've picked that I'll be talking about were Bailey Evans at Royal Rumble. Um, the 2017 Men's Survivor Series, Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart, Patrick, oh uh, Nick Patrick versus Earl Hebner, and Brock versus Roman from Mania 34. Okay. So, Ricky, reminders of your buzzer? I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. And uh, Caleb? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot here, even though I, I knew going in we were going to do a quiz. Um <laughs> Let's go with uh, if you smell. <laughs> Just full stop if you smell. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Right. Question number one. So we had the, the shiter Bailey Levesey Evans at WrestleMania. No. At, uh, I fucking Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Rumble. I've just ruined the question. Oh, no. <laughs> Bailey then pinned Lacey Evans again in a much better match, but what match was it? So, feel free to buzz in, whoever's quick enough. I don't quite understand the question. So, oh, ha- uh, if you smell, was it at WrestleMania? <laughs> I, I, I. How about I give you the point if you name what the match was? Okay. Was it the five way? Well done. At WrestleMania? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two. What comical moment was captured by a fan's camera after the 2017 Men's Survivor Series match? It's been a face of people who want to be cool. Ricky? Was it Triple H when he was walking at the back and bumped into the Titantron? <laughs> Which. Oh, shit. Was that what I, I still to this day don't know if that was intentional or not? Actually, not. 
It certainly could have been. If it was, then he sold it perfectly. Oh, he's a, he's a, he knows how to bump old Triple H. <laughs> he's done this game for a long time. Number three. Fuck's sake. Who was a special guest referee in the Hart versus McMahon match? Uh, if you smell. Caleb? Bruce Hart? Correct. I think yeah. I had that question, didn't I? Uh, no, we didn't. We spoke about it. I was going to do that, I think. Right. And it got spoiled. Number four. Who won the match between Earl Hebner and Nick Patrick at Invasion 01? Uh, if you smell. Was it Hebner? It was Hebner. Nice. Uh, Ricky, Caleb has one, but we'll do yep. our last question anyway. Uh, how many F5s did Brock Lesnar hit during this match with Roman Reigns? If you smell... Caleb. Was it six? <laughs> it was. Nice. I, I was going to say closest to the answer, closest to the correct answer, but you, you hammered in there quickly. So. They, they spent a year... Protecting the F five, so they should. That that is when they were at a crossroads. All they had to do was put the belt on Roman. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. all they had to do. Uh, see, when you think about it, right? People talking about how Roman's been shoved down the floor, etc., etc. Roman, people, oh, Roman, sorry. Roman has had some amount of shitty hands dealt. You know that? Yes. And there is another contingent. Some would say FDS. I, I think that sounds kind of stupid. But anyway, they would say Roman's biggest uh, biggest problem is that fans just there's there's a subsect of fans that don't want to like him. I think Roman Reigns' biggest enemy at certain times has been WWE creative. Yep, Vince. Certain, they get to a point times, where yep. they want to pull the trigger, and then they're just like. Well, no, but like I don't know that we should. And they get really indecisive. Yes, and like even like you go to when he beat Brock at SummerSlam, like they protected the shit out of Brock. He took like he took a spear and I think a chair shot. No, he he was distracted because of Braun. Braun took a spear, like two spears or whatever, and uh, that's like Roman didn't even like beat him clean. And then that hell in a cell match. Oh God! Oh, that made Chad Matthews quit podcasting. Well, he's uh, returned more times than Terry Funk has, to be fair. So, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna. He quoted, uh, I think he quoted Ric Flair in his little return post, and I'm like, you you should have quoted Terry Funk instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Caleb, thanks Good very guy, much though. for coming on Good in guy. short notice. Just saying, thank you for your short notice arrival tonight, Caleb. Thank you for talking hey, with us. Thanks for thank you for letting me on, and uh, I guess I'll announce it on here. I've got something in the works on uh, the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm coming back home. Oh, oh breaking news, folks! Breaking yes. news. Me and uh, one Maserati is what he goes by. Uh, I call him yeah. Greg. Um, we are hosting a podcast called Grave Consequences where we will be doing a Lucha Underground retrospective. We are starting with the pilot episode all the way from October 2014, main evented by Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo. Quite the match. Prince Puma, by the way, of course, Ricochet. Uh, I That sounds excellent. I will be tuning in for that one. I, 
you were an enthusiast, right? You you popped in in the what season four? Yeah, I've not seen all of it, but I have seen one and four basically. And brother, I'm... go through uh, if you can get access to Tubi, T U B I, Tubi TV. Uh, you can watch it for free. There are ads, but um, it's think, a good app. And, I think uh, I did yeah. try, and it didn't work in our, across the pond over here. I uh, get a VPN. I, I, I've heard the letters VPN put together, but I don't know much more than that, so I might have to look into that. But there are um, good old-fashioned, let's go back a decade and get some BitTorrent on the go. We'll sort it out that way. There we go. There we go. So while that has breaking news for us to share with you, what about your current pods that you have go- ongoing? <laughs> I forget I uh, overwork myself with uh, content. Um, I also host on Anchor and as a um, result of that, also on pretty much every other podcasting app, I host a podcast called Shallow Impact, where me and my boy John, we review Impact each and every week. We have a lot of fun. We are Rohit Raju stands. That's kind of uh, obscure for a lot of people. Some people think it a meme, but we are very much uh, Rohit seekers, as it were. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't come up with that one. I wish I had. Uh, John actually came up with that. And also every week on Podcast Addict, Podbean, uh, iTunes, Spotify, basically everything, me and my boy Ed, we host a podcast called The Hero Cast, Eddie and Caleb's Hero Cast. We review superhero movies in chronological order. We just reviewed TMNT 3. And next week, we are going to record a Meteor Man review so we are going to review meteor man starring robert townsend and i'll be on that in a couple of years time when you do winter soldier yes yes and we're gonna do uh hank as well <laughs> hank <laughs> that's a uh, hancock for anyone who thinks what's wrong with clive there uh, for some reason i've just got this mental block where i don't like to say cock maybe that's it i don't know maybe that's it you're so straight you can't even say cock <laughs> Um, right well we've been the Nick and Clive Wrestling Show part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network or you can get other shows such as One Nation Radio Keeping It Strong Style Grown Men Watch This Shit Get In The Ring All Things Elite and new to the podcast network is 8-Bit Suplex Wrestling damn good show yep that is good actually I did enjoy the, the Zelda one uh, you can listen to the podcasts on any podcast catcher of your choice. Make sure to give us a five-star review if you can. Or if you want, you can go to socialsuplex.com, get them sent directly to your email along with the columns by pressing subscribe. You can also go to the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group where you can maybe next time give Caleb more votes for his NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. We are at yep. Ricky and Clive on Twitter with the sort of give us money things. There's a link on the show notes to press donate if you want to donate live directly to the show or to the network in general. Um, ProWrestlingTees.net is where you can get the t-shirts for some of the social social suplex t-shirts. I've been doing quite well with this one so far and I've kind of mucked it up, but it's okay. Uh, and of course, do not forget your manscaped.com suplex at the checkout area code. You'll get 20% off. And if you do it before Saturday, the f- something of September, we've only got two left, ladies and gentlemen. Two um, 
spots left if you get your purchase in and send us proof of that before the next All Out pay-per-view for AEW. You can get it free courtesy of Social Suplex on Fight Network. So that's it. Uh, I said that about four or five times repeatedly. So, Ricky, have you got anything you want to add? Uh, nope. Need to reach out to Josh, actually, and sort out the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll do that. I guess because um, it's your turn to pay. That's right. Yep, so I'll need to reach out to him and tell him to get ordered something, and then we'll hook him up. Okay. Congratulations, listeners. You've just had a, an award-winning episode <laughs> of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. <laughs> that... yeah, we'll see how it goes. Speak to you next week then. Take care, folks. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.